all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual line. You're tuned into Casually Molly with Molly and Boogie. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. Again, I am your host, Molly Ambergie. Unless you're actually new, newly turning in, I just assume. <laughs> that was probably a big assumption. Doesn't everybody know who I am? But um, welcome back or welcome to the Casually Molly podcast. I am so excited to introduce my guest here. She's also a friend. So it's like weird being like, she's a guest. She's a friend. She's a comedian. She's you're a your family. Fam <laughs> I love it. Family, friend, comedian, Corey Stewart based here in St. Louis, Missouri. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you so much for having me, Molly. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining me. I, It's funny always interviewing like friends just because I'm like, it's just nice to hang out. What's yeah, I love on? it. You know, I've been busy. Um, just got back from Kansas City this weekend. Uh, did a couple really fun shows there and I am barreling straight into the holidays. Oh yeah, aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually a special episode. Usually every year, I think last year we kind of had to skip over it, but we do a holiday episode. Uh, Angela Smith, now Angela Smith Winfrey, did one a couple of years ago with Casually Molly. You'll have to check that out via audio. Uh, but now we've got Corey Stewart, uh, holiday phenomenon. Phenomenon. Why don't you tell us about your holiday show you have coming up? Sure. We are doing a benefit called uh, Ha Ha Holidays, Hilarity for Charity. And it's, the show is going to feature uh, five excellent St. Louis area comedians. We have Angela Smith. We have Matt Barnes, Chris Sear. I'll be doing a set and then Ella Fritz is going to be hosting it. Yes. In addition to the show, we are going to have a pop-up vendors market. Some of the booths that we'll have there include Megan Phelps. She's going to be selling art. Yes, previous podcast guest as yeah, well. Love yeah, her. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have Josh Timbrook, who is selling his candles. Mm -hmm. uh, I make wood burnings and carvings, and so I'll have those available. We have cakes uh, made by Emily Cakes, all kinds of things, jewelry, uh, all of your holiday needs. And so if you are concerned about uh, shipping, any issues with getting gifts, you can come and buy local gifts and also support a really great cause because the, uh, the donation from the benefit show is going to go to two families who are experiencing housing insecurity this year. And then all of the proceeds from my vendors sales are also going to uh, benefit the families. That is an amazing concept. That last part I didn't know. So that's yeah. very inspirational to me. I mean, I'm just, I'm so excited and I'm sure to anybody listening. Can I ask, like, when, when, what brought this idea on? Like, when were you like, you know what, I'm going to combine comedy and then also artistic vendors? I think that, well, last year during the pandemic, I, because everyone was kind of so isolated and so many families were uh, affected by um, COVID and job loss and things of that nature, I decided to uh, try and make an impact in, in, you know, a small impact the best way that I could. And so I made 
ornaments uh, on canvas, painted ornaments, and accepted donations for those, as well as uh, upcycling thrift paintings. And so for one family, I was able to raise about $450 mm -hmm. uh, towards utility bills and um, Christmas presents for uh, the ladies' children. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so this year I decided since the world is a little more open um, to try to expand uh, that concept a little bit and um, see if we could raise more money for a couple more families. And I would like to, my vision is to see it expand every year. I think while we should be charitably spirited year round, I think at Christmas time at uh around the holidays, people are particularly um, nobly minded, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. they, they are more, more generous and maybe a little more uh, open to giving. And uh, so this is kind of um, using that to, to do good things, I think. And I think, uh, most of the comedians that I know are, are, even if they can be prickly people, they are <laughs> at <laughs> right. the heart of them, uh, kind, empathetic. I actually have found that more prickly people, oh, that is a great way to put it too. <laughs> I love that. Um, have been some of the most kind-hearted people I've yeah. met. Like they're kind of, you're kind of like, oh, I'm afraid to approach you. And then then at the end of the day, I'm like, ah, oh, you're a softy underneath. You might be a little hard shell, but I'll crack that open. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I think finding um, the funny parts of, I mean, of course, being a stand-up comic requires kind of a critical worldview and be, being able to find the funny, uh, soft bits in in that critical eye yeah. mm -hmm. uh, requires a lot of kindness and empathy. And I think that most of us have have that that ability. Oh, absolutely. That's I mean, that's how I was raised. Like, you know, you see a lot of sadness and a lot of mm -hmm. criticism. And even sometimes like even today, it was like we're recording this on Monday and then we'll release it later this week. But I was like, this has been the shittiest Monday <laughs> I have had. And I really was trying like I had some issues at my day job. I was like really upset. And mm. you know, you're when you're a customer service, you deal with a lot of crazy people. And then the kindness of others reminds you like, oh, that's right. Like I got a free cake pop at Starbucks today <laughs> because they were like, you're killing it. And thank you for being nice. And I was like, thank you. Like, <laughs> just like a little cake pop just makes yeah. those moments. I also like how you, addressed when you were saying like, even though we should be giving all year round, you know, Christmas kind of brings that noble mind mindset. Yeah. And I have always seen why I love the holiday season at least, and you can comment on this too, is that I feel like it's kind of like a reset. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, you know, we go through the year and I feel like we're always like, not to be like hustle and grinding, <laughs> but we really are like, even if you're not talking about comedy, like anything you're doing, if you have a family or you have kids or your day job or whatever you can relate to, it's always kind of go, 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 go. And then when Christmas comes around, you're like, you know, not everything is about me. Like mm -hmm. I have to remember that, you know, I can make connections with people in the world and give back. So I really admire you for doing that. Do you feel the same way sort of, or? I feel like, especially maybe Christmas, especially New Year's, uh, we have this idea of renewal. You know, there's this idea that we can be better mm -hmm. and, um, 
I, I am not necessarily a ho, ho, ho holiday person, but yeah. I am like a, um, spirit of compassion holiday person, you know, so I don't necessarily, uh, get into decorating my house, but I do get into, um, remembering to volunteer a little bit more or, sure. um, give a little bit more. Uh, I have never, I briefly, while I was married, I was a put up a tree person, but that's, yeah, mm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but not so much anymore. And my daughter's an adult now, but, um, sure. mm -hmm. I, I really love, uh, I love the, I love food drives this time of year. I love all of the, uh, benefits that, that are open and available to, you know, uh, participate in or go to. Absolutely. Those are the things that I really like about this time of the year. Sure. And that it obviously it reflects again, go see the holiday show. Again, <laughs> can you just state the date really quickly? It is December 16th and it's the pop-up March starts at seven o'clock and then the show itself will start around eight. Absolutely. And I, like I said, I'm excited about this show because it reflects Corey <laughs> and it also reflects everything that you just talked about. Great comedians are on it. I love that we're showcasing local talent as mm -hmm. well as local artistry here mm -hmm. in the area. Mm -hmm. uh, everything kind of works hand in hand. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, though? We kind of talked about this. For those of you who don't know, Corey's been a previous guest on the podcast. And we talked about, I remember when I first met you, you were wonderful. <laughs> I like, I mean, I don't know Back how to at say you, it. Oh, thank course. you. No, I just remember I met you. I think it was like the, maybe the heavy anchor one night, but I remember I was like, we had an immediate connection. Yeah. I loved your go-getter attitude. <laughs> like you had a show in Illinois mm -hmm. that you were running mm -hmm. and I was like on the first showcase for it. Yeah. I was like, I just love this like go-getter girl. What made you decide to get into comedy and now you're, you know, producing showcases and my, yeah. all this stuff. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I did, um, through my twenties, you know, like once a year I would do an open mic sure. and, yeah. uh, I always really, really loved it. I did when I was in high school, I did speech and I did original comedy speech, oh. which was very, very hard because you had to uh, be funny without being, you know, profane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't say D's and F's sure. <laughs> in mm -hmm. high school speech competitions, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, but it was kind of, I loved it. I loved, you know, you did like a, a seven or eight minute set and it was different than doing stand up. It was more uh, storytelling oriented, I sure. think. Mm -hmm. uh, but that kind of fostered my, my love for stand up. And I would get up, I had my daughter very young. And so my free time through my twenties was, was, uh, fleeting to say the least. And finally, when I was, you know, fast forward, uh, I went through law school, didn't have a lot of free time then establishing a career, um, by when did I start? Uh, three years ago, mm -hmm. I had my daughter is an adult. I have so much more free time, which is nice. And so I have uh, much more time now to focus on things that I really love and that bring me um, like extracurriculars that bring me uh, joy and um, that kind of, you know, make me happier, make me happy. 
Yes. Well, I, what I appreciate about your comedy, you know, I know that people sometimes like, you know, in your position or anybody I've kind of maybe interviewed that said that too, where they're like, oh, you know, I started on after I did all of these other accomplishments prior. What I like about yours is you have so much life experience that you incorporate into you. your, um, your comedic sets. Like I loved when you were talking about being in the, oh, the roller skating or yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did yeah, roller I, derby. Yeah. Roller derby. Thank like you. Like a year post-divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'm like, what a unique and amazing experience at the same time. And you're able to curate a joke with that. You incorporate your, you know, your family life into mm -hmm. it. Uh, what I was going to say is, you know, sometimes when I've been starting to talk about my family too on stage, which mm -hmm. took me a minute mm -hmm. and, you know, there's kind of a scary vulnerability in talking about that. So when did you kind of reach that point in your comedy where you felt comfortable talking about your life experiences in it? There are still some things that I feel very uh, guarded about. Mm -hmm. um, like I don't talk a lot about dating or relationships because it's something that I like... <sighs> It's funny because a lot of stand-up comedians are like, oh, this is my therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too, like around that particular part of my life, I feel like I'm too screwed up to even use stand-up as therapy for that. <laughs> ah. uh, but as far as like my family, um, you know, I it's a dark joke, but I did a joke about when both of my parents got sick. And uh, I do jokes about how hard it is to live with my now adult daughter. And uh, it's cathartic to find the funny stuff in that. And it can, I think that it can be, um, it can connect with people, you know, both uh, people who are my daughter's age, who are experiencing that, like living with their parents or their relationship with their parents, but it can also connect with uh, people who are my age or a little sure. older mm -hmm. who are kind of navigating uh, a changing relationship with their child transitioning into adulthood. That's That's been pretty pretty hard for me. It's hard to navigate that uh, that big relationship change. Oh, absolutely. And especially when there's something, as you were talking about, like cathartic, but also scary about sharing that with a group of strangers being yeah. like, so here's my life. And I think <sighs> sometimes we go into, at least for me, I didn't always talk about my family on stage, really. Mm -hmm. Like I would always be like, when I first started comedy, I was like, all I talk about, I'm Italian, I'm loud. Like, <laughs> but that was very easy and very yeah. like normal to talk about. Um, and even though it wasn't deep material, I just, you know, you don't really know what your voice is when mm -hmm. you're first starting out. So I really commend you for that vulnerability, but I also understand too, it's like, will somebody judge me for this? Because you're usually judged by the outside world. So, mm -hmm. but what's really beautiful, at least for me, at least I find it as a beauty and comedy is that people are all struggling. Yeah. And so knowing that somebody else is having that life struggle as well, it's like, not only are you laughing about it, you're giving other people permission sure. to laugh about their issues too, whether they're mm -hmm. with yours or they know somebody that way. So I, I really commend that personally, <laughs> for me at least. I, I love the writing. Uh, what I'll ask you too, because you were kind of touching on this a little bit, starting out and then doing comedy now, do you feel like you've kind of had that personal growth and change in writing? Yeah, and there are always things that of course, and you know this, there are always things that comedians want to improve and work on. Like after going to a different city for the weekend, uh, I felt, 
here I feel pretty confident at most of the mics and shows that we do mm -hmm. uh, regularly. And so I felt a little off there. And th that is somewhere where I would like to grow. There, there are a lot of areas uh, that I noticed that I need to improve in just by being out of this, out of St. Louis, yeah. kind of out of my uh, comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. My my hometown, and so that is something that's a goal for this upcoming six months is to try and. Uh, pick a different city and do some shows yeah. outside to kind of um, get a little more comfortable yes. um, around other, other people. Mm -hmm. And also I've found that as you get more comfortable uh, performing, I think that it's easier to just talk to people, you know, and rather than having kind of a, I was... I was dogmatic about having a written out set sure. until, I don't know, a few months ago. And so that is something that like every week I try and set, you know, if I go to, I'm going to do these mics and this is what I'm going to work on this week. Sure. And so um, whether it is, I have a bad habit of like kicking the microphone cord while I'm talking, kind of like shuffling. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I never noticed that. Yeah. I like do like a little soft shoe while I'm... <laughs> <laughs> a little bop over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gonna kick this round. I love but it. But it's, yes. it's, like, it's, like it's like a little, you know, it's like a little twitch. It's a little thing I do just kind of, I took tap for... No, I did years. too. So I'm kind of like in love with this. I do a lot with my shoulders. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and I'd like to, like, I found that I like to, I want to do goofier things like I when I talk I sing all the time like I randomly break into no song wonder we get along so well I feel the same exact yeah. way go and ahead yeah. yeah I'm so I'm like when I'm talking to someone I'm I I sing like half of our conversation like that's not good yeah <laughs> so I I mean I want to like rather than be uh disingenuous I want to incorporate more of my uh, authentic tics. Yes. In a, like a, a fun way into my sets. And so that's something that I plan on work on, working on this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I've also found that I really enjoy doing um, not just stand up, but like stranger kinds of shows and so I want to start yeah, to produce some of yes. those because St. Louis doesn't really have a lot of those mm -hmm. and so uh Teal Pierce and I are working Teal on Teal Pierce yeah. he's a local comedian for those of you who don't I love Teal Pierce yes he's wonderful yes so Teal we, Pierce Teal Pierce okay sorry go ahead <laughs> there's our vaudeville <laughs> yeah <laughs> Teal Pierce. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about doing a series of kind of, my idea for them is uh, like, a sh it's just going to be called the show, but then there's going to be a, a different kind of show every other month or so. So the first one is going to be the talent show, I think. And so that will be uh, similar to a junior high school talent show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my and God. What? Then, yeah. Yes. And then, like a variety show kind of feel. Uh, oh, I so, love yeah. that. 
vibe. Yeah. So I think that it would give uh, local comedians the opportunity to try something different. Yes. Like maybe do some jokey jokes, but mm -hmm. also, you know, try and incorporate a different kind of performance. But also, you know, if there are um, touring comics or, or people who are looking for spots in sure. St. Louis, you know, it would be kind of a loose format to give people an opportunity to jump in and try something different. I, I Well, I'm very excited. We'll stay tuned to that for next year <laughs> as well. I love that you brought out like there's, because you know, obviously stand up, we both do that. It's, it's definitely something that you kind of fall into first. You see people on stage, it's a mic and you're like, okay, like, you know, I could probably try this and go to the different mics, but sometimes they're not, there isn't always an outlet for those shows that you were talking yeah. about. Um, Tree Sanchez, who's another comedian that we're friends with here in St. Louis, she did a sketch show one year. Yeah, for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. I remember that. That was two years ago. That was immediately before. Yeah, it was. It was one of my favorite experiences, though, because I remember she gave me this monologue, and I was a doctor in a lab coat, and I had like yeah, these I remember. glasses. Yeah, it was such a fun show to watch, <laughs> and boy, she's incredible, right? Because she, yeah. she like. She produced it and wrote all of the yeah. the whole thing and wow. Mm -hmm. It was so just, impressive. I, was, I missed that. I was like, oh, like, you know, being in theater, I don't really get to do that much anymore because most mm -hmm. of the time stand up kind of takes over. So it was just really cool. I was like, I couldn't believe the response that, you know, you get from that where people are like, oh, that Molly, it was kind of cool to see you like yeah. in a lab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it would be so fun to see like people doing different things like Ronaldo is like I did magic and I you're like in yes, junior high school of so course you did Ronaldo who did magic like <laughs> Lucas Hinderleiter came on the podcast and said he did magic I'm like <laughs> what the heck like where are these magicians I love this this is great all right we're gonna have a com comic magic show starring Ronaldo yeah I'm so excited. yeah there could be the magic show yes I love it Okay, perfect. I wonder if he can saw a lady in half. Oh, man. You think that's too much? That's <laughs> probably too much. <laughs> I think that's too much. That is too much. And, you know, maybe in your next production meeting with Teal, you'll have to mm -hmm. talk about it. Be like, so what do you think? We got the talent show, mm -hmm. the magic show. Should yeah. we give Ronaldo a real saw? I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> I think we should. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but that's really, that's very, very cool. Um, I was going to ask, you know, you were talking about going to different cities as well. Mm -hmm. We recently just did a show in Springfield, Illinois. Yeah, I love Springfield. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was so fun. We had yeah, a good yeah, time yeah. with that. And I love the Buzz Bomb Brewery there. That was actually one of my favorite shows just because it was an all-female lineup. A lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then you recently just went to Kansas City. I did. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I went to Kansas City, had an excellent time. I did the Tugay show with uh, Dorian DeBose uh, at Queen Priscilla's and I think that is a that show runs every other week and there's a rotation of hosts okay it's, it was really really fun and the format was really fun too uh, because after your set um, Dorian as host would kind of like do some silly interview questions that oh, was cool. great yeah okay and um, it was spectacular. Steven Taylor was on that and Aaron Naylor, and they were great. I love Steven Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I did a show at uh, Strange Days Brewery in downtown. Well, I'm not. It's right next to the, the open air market. Sure. In Kansas City. And uh, that is hosted by Matt Rich. And it was full of funny people. Dorian 
DeBose was on that one too. Love him. Love him. He's so funny. Yes. Yeah. He has like a direct line to my funny bone. Oh, just, I love uh, that. <laughs> I just think he's so great. Oh, good. No, that's really great to hear. I was like, I, we were kind of touching on it. I was like, oh, let's save it for the podcast. We'll come and talk about it on Kansas City. Kansas City is a really cool city. I, yeah, I really too. like it. Yeah. You know, I, I absolutely loved like the last time I was, it was a, it was a good time. Is there, yeah. were there any like favorite spots that you went to while you were there? I, well, I worked during the day Friday. Sure. So, um, that's okay. I just did the show. Oh, <laughs> really, I had, okay. but a Strange Days Brewery was super cool. That's yeah, that's yeah, what it was is really perfect. really cool. Yes, yeah. I was about to say. And awesome. I think Queen Priscilla's uh, is a new restaurant. Oh, okay. And so it was. Uh, the food looked excellent. Um, it smelled really good. I did not good. eat, sadly, but it looked it looked really, really good. Awesome. Some good plugs. That's what mm -hmm. we're looking for here. So if you're in Kansas City, check out the two places that Corey just mentioned. So I, but yeah, I, I loved Kansas City. I went to the art museum there too. Yeah, I want to check that out. There are so many things there that I should have. Well, we'll just have to make out. a trip, Corey. Yeah, there let's do it. Girl let's trip. do it. Love it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to get out and travel and, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've loved meeting comedians the more that you're on the road and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I love our St. Louis community we, here, yeah, it's, of course. Mm -hmm. We have excellent, uh, supportive, uh, scene here with so many people who are, um, wonderful and always willing to help and give advice. Uh, of course, Chad Wallace um has chad. been coming yeah chad he's been coming to the mic that i am doing in o'fallon every week and mm -hmm. uh he is really trying to help kind of foster uh there's i don't know why there's a disconnect between illinois and st louis but you know yeah. like it's it's only 15 20 minutes it's true. Yeah. But it's hard to get people from there over to St. Louis and it's hard to get people from St. Louis over to Illinois. So Chad has been coming over and we're kind of looking at venues around there for showcases and things. I know that we will, uh, first of all, Vince Opper and Jerry Wall are planning a showcase. So many good names that we're like coming up with. <laughs> yeah. Here. I love it. Yes. They're <laughs> planning a showcase on January 14th in O'Fallon yeah. at the same place where we, we are doing the uh, mic, which is the American Legion Hall in O'Fallon, Illinois. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that will be on the 14th and- uh, December or January? January. January. And okay. Clay mm -hmm. Foley from North- That name sounds super familiar. See, this is the thing too North. with comedy. Like yeah. you see names and you're yeah. like, so I feel like I know who you're talking about. I just don't know if we've met in person. Sure. Social media, man, just doesn't have time. <laughs> yeah, I have 280 comedian friends that I've never met. Yeah, totally. Of course. Just strangers or just friends you haven't met yet, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. But isn't that everybody? <laughs> hey, a friend is just a stranger you haven't met yet? Or a stranger is a friend you haven't met yet? Something I think we're just making it up. All right. I love it. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a friend. It's a stranger. It's a guest. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's it. That's it. Let's make friends. And that's it. And we're done now. And this curtain goes down. Vaudeville. Yes. <laughs> but that's really cool that you're yeah. doing that, though. Yeah. Uh, I think that we are going to look at doing those kind of like quarterly there, doing showcases at the American Legion, uh, depending on how the first one goes. And so if you're listening to this and 
you have any interest at all in comedy, <laughs> which you may have if you are listening to this particular podcast. True. Or you just like me and Corey. So, you know, whichever one. That's or both. too. Yeah. It can be both. It can be both. I love it. But yes, <laughs> PSA, go ahead. So. Yeah, come over on uh, January 14th or any Sunday. If you want to do a great open mic Sunday evenings right now, it's kind of the only game in town for open mics on Sundays. Uh, Funny Bone occasionally, but yeah. this is every Sunday, friends and neighbors. Come and, come and do it. Yes, and that's what's really exciting is, you know, when I'm running the... And that's the thing, too. Like, I'll run the St. Louis Independent Comedy website, and then there's so many dates that change for mics. Yeah. But what I love about you, you're so professional. You're like, here's the date, and if it changes, you're like we're not doing that anymore I'm like, I, this i love it i'm like Corey is like the most professional person what nice made you, you oh of course girl yeah and i say like i, I don't know feel I'm that way but i appreciate it well sometimes i don't either and people are like like you were so sweet once i was like having such a weird day and you're like you know you're a really good person and i was like you know, I don't really feel like a good person. But you are. You're such a just. You're just such a ray of sunshine and just lovely to be around. You know, I yeah, really, there was. A, I'm always happy when I see you. Well, see, that's how I feel about you. I mean, again, that's why, like I said, when I first met you, I was like, oh, she's so like intelligent. That's the thing. I was like, I didn't even finish my master's, and this girl's like in law school. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, I. That love was it. the worst choice I've ever made. <laughs> how many years were you in law school? Uh, well. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And here we it go. It took yeah. me, so I took my first college class when I was 11 years old. I took the ACT when I was 11 years old. <laughs> I got to take a, uh, a college course. It took me 16 years to get my associate's degree <laughs> from okay. the same community college where I took my first my first uh, college class when I so was So you took 11. a test at 11? I took the ACT, SAT, I'm sorry. I took the SAT when I was uh, 11 years old. I am still very impressed. I had no idea you could do that at 11. Uh, it was part of a, I, what I have learned was that it was part of a study that followed, like uh, it was, I think over the course of five years, they gave you know, test groups of 11, 12 year olds. Mm -hmm. I was in fifth or sixth grade. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just you know, brilliant. I can't remember any of these. No one guys, ever but... asked me to be maybe in a sleep study. <laughs> that was about it or a cheese study, but that's really about all I got out of it. I just can't imagine what they got out of like following me for like my, the course of my, my adulthood because I got pregnant when I was 17. I was like a, terrible alcoholic by 21 i was in rehab at 25 you know and then like like what are, what do they get out of this what data have they extrapolated out of out of this i don't know maybe there's a correlation that you may go through hell and high water but hey you can still take the sat at 11 if you're Corey stewart yeah that's yes. fantastic i that mean and... you're a genius dude i have so much respect <laughs> right now oh my god <laughs> i had to take that's the sat nice. twice just to get the score that i wanted and i think the same with the act i took it twice just so i could get a high score i was like oh god if it's any consolation the class that i took 
I got a, it was a, an immersive French class and I think I got a, a D in it and I had to <laughs> beg for it to be dropped off of my college transcripts oh going forward because I like. French is hard though, like for me at least. I, but it was. it was a class for children. <laughs> so it wasn't like, <laughs> you know, I wasn't like in, I wasn't like Doogie Hauser. I wasn't hanging out with adults. I was in there with a bunch of other kids and I was just, I just like, I have terrible, terrible. And at that point, terrible untreated ADHD like it's bad news and so like I just I was taking this class and just fucking off I think you mm -hmm. know so anyway it doesn't matter I 11 years later 15 years later I get okay. a, I got yeah, my associate's degree and then yeah. two years to get my bachelor's another two years to get my bachelor's degree and then law school three years um, I was going to do a joint JD social work degree, but I, yeah. that would have been an extra year and I was just so done. Yeah. Well, done you get done. burned out. Like that's what for me done was, done. yeah. And like, sometimes for me, like that's in my master's program. I just was like, you know, there was so much going on in my life. I was doing a lot of great things. I was like, I don't really need this particular degree. Like I, I knew I wasn't going to be in arts management. So I was like, I... I'm good. And I'm, I mean, I felt like it was the best decision for me. So I feel like you doing that was the best decision for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's, I was ready to be done. My daughter was uh, going into high school. So I was ready to start my career and kind of. Yeah. And the work that I did or planned on doing as, uh, as an attorney was kind of social work. Mm -hmm. I planned on going into uh, legal aid, which I did. And I worked in for four or five years. Oh. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Did housing in East St. Louis. Oh, wow. I didn't even know this. See, mm -hmm. this is why I love doing interviews <laughs> because I learn things about people. You know, until you sit down with people, you don't really know a lot what they're about or what they do. And there's a lot of times where this is like kind of like the kind of sad side about the biz, as they <laughs> call it, is like everything's really about just like and I, I am guilty of it too. Like I'm always about like, you gotta make connections, you gotta market yourself, you gotta mm -hmm. do social media, you gotta do this. But this is kind of the stuff that I really like yeah, is getting too. to know, because obviously I respect you as a performer, a comedian, a producer, a writer, and like obviously with your multiple degrees. But what's nice is being able to sit down and actually talk with somebody without being worried about being like, and she needs to book me, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like, oh, she just likes to sit down and talk to me for me, um, which is what I lead to my next question. A lot of people, you know, always say like, oh, you know, Corey's so humble. She's so nice. Like, you know, she's always very kind. And like, I will say Corey is one of the most welcoming people. If you're like newer to comedy, she's always very kind. Even if like, sometimes I'll be in a rush and you're like, it's cool, girl. Just wanted to say hi. <laughs> and like, you're never demanding, like some people Thanks. will be like, oh, you know, you know, Molly, she's just running around, you know, like, oh, she's just a nut, but you're just so <laughs> accepting of me and my personality. How, I mean, like, not to be it's like, how do you say so be. humble? Oh, like, <laughs> like, I, like, you just have to. Yeah. Like, people are just living their life and doing their best. You mm -hmm. know, I don't think anyone is malicious. No yeah. one has malicious intent. A lot of people are tunnel visioned and focused on on their next thing. And that's OK. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot to balance every yes. aspect of our life. And. Uh, it, it is demanding and a lot of, you know, the cliche is, of course, you never know what someone is going through. That's how and, I feel though. Yeah. yeah. You never know. And so it, it doesn't behoove you to be shitty to someone because they, they're, 
you know, maybe they are a little snippy or whatever it, or, you know, it doesn't like taking things personal is the worst. That's what I love about you is that you never take anything personal. And it's like the crazy, like in the, not in the, it's like the craziest thing. You don't take anything (laughs) personally. But what I love about you is like, you've improved throughout your comedy, but you're still so humble and you're still so welcoming. So I wish to say, it's just a natural nature to you. And I loved hearing you say that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I, I mean, no, it's, I have been a, I think that it, being able to meet people, you know, wherever they are. And, you know, if you have to sit with someone on the floor because they're having a bad day, like that is, uh, that just means so much. And I, you know, I, I haven't always treated people well. And I, there have been times in my life. We have our moments. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I wish I had been kinder or more empathetic, but I, I, I do not, I don't think that people are motivated by, uh, by nasty, nastiness. I think most people are just kind of most people are just kind of chugging along. Sure. You know? And so if you can help someone chug along just a little bit, then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're always very receptive to when people are like, hey, Corey, I have this idea. Do you want to talk about it? And I know like, you know, you learned also talk to other comedians. Like sometimes I feel like it's a weird thing to be like, hey, I need help. But I feel like, you know, we have a great community where, you know, we reach out to other comedians, be like, hey, you produced a show. How did you do this? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are. Yes. I feel very, very lucky that there are some people uh, in our community who are just excellent mentors, uh, mm-hmm. especially like when it comes to running shows, like Chris Sears, oh, really, really the king of it. Yes. Yeah, the so godfather great. of comedy. Chris yeah, Sears. He's yes. so great. Yeah, he's, uh, he really helped me when I was working on, and he's on the show yes. when I was, um, thinking about putting it together. Like he gave me a lot of really solid, um, great advice about how to handle that. And, uh, Chad of course is, really, really good, um, for like bouncing ideas off of. And, uh, he's, I've, you know, intermittently done writing groups with him and he's, he's absolutely wonderful. We have really great, uh, mentors and resources in, in a lot of, a lot of the people, um, that we get to work with. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, speaking of the open mic too, by the way, what got you started with, you were like, you know, there's not really a lot of mics on Sunday. So I started one, but why in Illinois at the American Legion? Well, Illinois specifically, because there's, it's, uh, it's a comedy desert. Uh, There used to be, of course, uh, Hey Guys, um, but there's, and that was, I think that kind of before my time um yeah it was i I, like i had started comedy here in st louis mm -hmm. right as hey guys actually i think might have closed or maybe it was still a little bit open and then a little bit open (laughs) and then it was open and i think it might have shut down so yeah i understand what you mean and yeah so i pre-pandemic we were doing the schmidt show at in troy illinois and uh and that was great that was wonderful i'm my mother is the uh, person running the American Legion in O'Fallon, and so really? yeah, and so oh, she was. I love that. It was actually her. 
it was really she really wanted to bring us in there to do that um to have uh the open mic and i am hoping for more showcases there i think that those are going to be a really really good fit there our headliner shows um i think those are going to do really really well there because i i tried one in february right before the world shut down and it was it was excellent it sold out uh it was like a dinner and show and that's kind of what i'm interested in doing there those now. are always yeah. fun yeah yeah and mm -hmm. so that's i think that uh for the show in january there is going to be a f dinner or you know dinner available for that too very cool. Yeah. See, I love the dinner, like the cabaret kind of style yeah. like dinner and a show. Like yeah. there is something really fun about that. Like, especially people are like, oh, you know, that's one of the first things people do when they're going to a show. They're like, well, are we going to go eat first? Or like, <laughs> what's the plan? So having those two combined, mm -hmm. I always have felt that's kind of more, mm -hmm. it's easier. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I and it, it, yeah. it's a Friday night. And I, I think the one that we did pre shutdown. That, that was a Valentine's Day show. I think that was a Friday, too. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, yeah everyone mm -hmm. is kind of, like, sure. uh, struggling to, like, you know, get home from work and transition into their evening. And so if you don't, I feel like it's a good idea to offer food for the show because maybe mm -hmm. they haven't had time yet. You don't know. Oh, yeah. So. Or for people like me, I'm just hangry. I'm like, I need some food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to laugh when you're so, so hungry. I know. That's the worst is like, I, especially when we're at Mike's and they run a minute and yeah. I'm trying to like, because I want to sit and watch people's sets, but I'm like, oh my God, I haven't eaten anything all day. I need to go get something to eat. So I, I appreciate that. We could talk about my food habits all day. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so speaking of holidays, we've been talking about that too. Okay. Um, we'll switch gears for a second. Uh, do you have a special like holiday memory that you enjoyed? Or is it just kind of like, you know, you talked a lot about charity work and giving mm -hmm. back. Was there maybe like a certain organization you gave to one year and it meant yeah. to you? I used to, when I worked at Land of Lincoln in East St. Louis, I used to volunteer with the Girls Club. Oh, and wow. we would do a, uh, like a, an all Saturday kind of um, girls club was a subset of join hands, okay. which was an organization that not only, so with girls club, we would take uh, young ladies from um, Roosevelt housing. And on Saturdays we would take them to uh, do things like, I don't know, we'd go to the zoo or we'd go swimming for the afternoon. And there was a boys club. And then there was, there were uh, families kind of associated with join hands, all of these different, it had all of these different layers, but at the holiday party, all of the, um, all of the families and all of the girls and boys would all kind of come together. And it would be like this raucous fun day where we would, you know, there were cakewalks and there were all kinds of like, there's so much food and fun and like Santa and, and just like Christmas explosion. And that was something that I really loved. That was one of, that is one of my, uh, most fond holiday, um, experiences. And, you know, my daughter was born the day after Christmas. My daughter's birthday is the 26th. And so, um, there were, I have so many great 
you know, birthday pictures of her Aww. with Santa Claus. It was invariably her birthday picture was her picture with Santa Claus. So sweet. Oh, my uh, God. I'm yeah. so touched right now. Yeah. I was like, both of those stories were lovely. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, her first, I was in kind of in labor through the the year, you know, yeah. the Christmas when she was born. I was already dilated a week before. You weren't parting it up? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was very uncomfortable all week. And so I was like, you know, huffing around on Christmas Day. But I, I got this wonderful, beautiful present on Aww. the 26th. She was absolutely perfect. Uh, she had these long, long feet. So long. Oh, my God. And she was just, just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, my God. So that was a very, uh, very... That's an excellent Christmas memory. Her name is Abigail. Abigail, that's right. Abby. Yeah. Well, shout out to Abigail, Abby. Abby. I was like, you know, this will come out a little bit, obviously, <laughs> more before your birthday. But since it's our holiday episode, oh my god, birthdays, <laughs> holidays, like giving back. I'm really like I'm so inspired right now. Like my day <laughs> went from zero to a one hundred, and it's all Corey Stewart's oh, favor. Stop it. Key, are you back there? Hold on. Yes. Key, can you get on the mic and tell us your favorite holiday memory? <laughs> Not to put you casually on the spot. I would have to say, I don't know if you guys can hear me, but I hear myself. I can hear you. <laughs> okay. Um, probably the same. Like I love my family always had the tradition of just giving back. We would have Christmas Eve with all of our family. Christmas Day, we'll actually go out and volunteer oh, to help people and we'll feed the homeless and stuff. I think one that I for sure remember would be um, when I was younger, probably in like middle school. I've never been out to like the homeless people and stuff in downtown St. Louis. So we went out and like just having a conversation with people and like, they're just so grateful and thankful. And I'm like, wow, like yeah, literally yeah. I, I've had nothing on Christmas, but these people are out here in the cold and we're helping them with just giving them meals. Like it's, it is yeah, very beautiful. much a great time to remember just like giving back for sure. Absolutely. Key, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but that was also really touching. Oh my God. I love eating too. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw that in there. I, I do love that we have a themed Christmas every year. So we just change whatever cuisine we're doing. This year, I believe it's like Turkish or something. Yum. Nice. So, oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> it's okay. pretty cool. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. that's where we get cooking with Key then. I love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, Key, yes. Key, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself too? What, do we have any social media that we can follow you on? And then we'll get back to Corey. Yeah, you <laughs> can follow me. Oh, here, here's my handle at the Casually Molly podcast. Oh, <laughs> that's don't how worry. people can follow me by getting those numbers up. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I know. I'm like, just follow me on Instagram, okay? <laughs> but yes, I, yeah, Key is the best. She works here at Midcoast Media and as well just freelances all over the city in St. Louis, Missouri. Women in media represent. I love woo, it. Woo. Uh, but yeah, speaking of, you know, women in media, women in comedy, women taking over, um, what advice would you give yourself maybe back then when you first started comedy that maybe you know now, just even three years into doing comedy? Well, I think that your needs are ever-changing. Any comedian's needs are ever-changing. And so for the first 
year post or pre-pandemic, uh, I was doing so much. Yeah. So, so yeah. much. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm looking at trying that again for the next, you know, uh, after the holidays, after I get through uh, the benefit and making ornaments and, and things. All the things, um, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I'm also selling wood burnings at a gallery in Springfield, Illinois, too, now. So, so accomplished. I love it. Yes. Stop. That's, uh, it's, it, I love doing it. And um, I love, it's challenging and I really enjoy it. Uh, but I think that it's okay to give your per yourself periods of rest. And um, I got really, really sick because I was pushing myself so hard. Um, I lost a ton of weight, some of which I've gained back. But like my first year in comedy, I was always, I felt like I always had to um, be doing something for stand-up. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really have much else that I was doing. And so I guess because of the pandemic, it was a forced slowdown. And I was able, like, I really find that I need to be physically active sure. and I need to be, um, stand up is creative, but I need to be created, creative in another way. And so I think honoring, um, allowing myself to have different components of my personality and my, um, my needs met yes. is, is really good. I, I think that by doing that, you only benefit your uh your stand-up more oh you know? I agree. because if you all if all you do is hang out at open mics that isn't going to that isn't really gonna touch um an audience sure you know if all you can do is talk about the weirdos that you <laughs> need doing stand-up you've got to be able to you've got to have other things i think sure you've got to be like a fleshed out com complete person you can't just be like well, it a makes comedy you more bot. interesting yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and so let yourself be a human and not a comedy bot that's my that's my advice i love i that that's such a good point though and i i've seen your pictures on facebook and instagram <laughs> you probably see i like love everything she put i'm like love it like it it's the same thing but it's because i understood especially when I was kind of in a place where I was hitting a crossroads of like theater and, mm -hmm. you know, and you feel like you kind of have to choose where you want to live, what you want to do, what's your yeah. life direction. And I love that you were using nature. Like I've seen you've been hiking a lot. Mm -hmm. And I love that you use that as an outlet because I used to walk my dog, Polly, I would just walk mm -hmm. her to like, we, I had a membership to parks and I mm -hmm. would just in Cincinnati, I would go to all the different parks of mm -hmm. Hamilton County area located there. And then when I moved here, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, you're hustling through mics and you're, I, I felt like pre pandemic, I felt like I was doing so much. And now yeah. I feel like I'm kind of falling into that again, but yeah, <laughs> I, like... yeah, it's definitely picking up for me and yeah, <laughs> I, but I'm kind of ready for it too. Same. Like I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of painting and a lot of, um, yes, mm -hmm. a lot of creative art projects, but I'm going to be very ready in January to kind of focus on right. it. And you know, it's, it's, we're, we live very long lives, <laughs> you know, we, we have so much, uh, beautiful time to fill. And so, you know, you can, I know we, 
comedy is hard because you sometimes, at least for me, I'm like, I have to accomplish this in three months or I have to get to here in a month or if this person is doing that, I have to be doing that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I have to be able to do that in a year or whatever. Uh, but I, I, I think that we can uh, organically make our own timelines and uh, based on like what our, our, like by honoring our needs. So, you know, my need for the last um, four or five months was to focus on my health a little bit more. And so I was hiking a lot more and I did, uh, I hiked, I climbed two mountains this summer because I was like, you know, I want to get these 14ers in there before the end of the year. Um, I don't know why. I just, it was just something that I, like, I felt uh, training for that and having that to look forward to was something that was, um, it was something that was very beneficial for me. And then the accomplishment of it, I don't know that I'll ever do it again, maybe. But like the accomplishment of it was something that I needed this year. And then going, you know, making sure that I'm working out or I, you know, making sure that I'm eating well. And I don't, I don't always do that great, but. You know, and that's something I, I can relate to you on that because I joined, I think I told you this, I joined a dance studio called Yes Honey mm -hmm. in the Grove. Shout that out to them. So oh, it is so yeah, fun. You'll have to come with me yes, and take yes, a class. Yes, yes, I'd love to. My, be, look, my best friend I from college, dancing. shout I out to Julia dance. Crump. She's great. We do it together. I haven't been able to do it these last couple of Mondays because I've been recording a podcast, but I'll do it sometimes on Wednesdays or Saturday mornings. And even Jimmy, my boyfriend was like, there's such a change in you when you go yeah. to this dance class. He's like, you are so excited. Like I come back yeah. and I'm like, here's the, I yeah. love it to the Baracha. I'm like, oh, this is so fun. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Dance. I took dance for 10 years when I was, oh, you know, okay. when I was a kid. And so. Oh my God. From, we would have been best friends. I right? know. The only thing is that I didn't take my. SAT at 11, because well, at 11, I was eating an ice cream sandwich, but that's about it, but go ahead. I was yes. taking it literally while I, I was eating the ice cream sandwich, literally while I was taking the test. All right. So I just uh, would have been there for moral support. Like you'd be, and I'm like, I'll have an ice cream sandwich too. I love it, but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I dance is like, I, I love, 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 love to dance. Like mm -hmm. nothing makes me happier. Just yes. it, it's so freeing. And you know, like there have been times in my life, like, especially when it, it's so joyous, it's just like so freeing and liberating. And, you know, there were times in my life when, like, when I quit drinking, you know, people think that you have to be drunk to dance. Oh yeah, no. Like that, a lot of people think like a, like they don't they don't they aren't able to loosen up enough. But like, I remember a couple of times like after I quit drinking when I was younger, um, like mid twenties, and I was just like going out to clubs and stuff. And that's when I was. Oh, I dancing. had those days. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> and so like I remember doing that again, but with alcohol and um, experiencing like this kind of like exuberance all over again. It was like a rebirth and it was so exciting. And you know, I've, I've found that like, it's weird. I kind of get that weird and lame, but I kind of get that like in Zumba classes. Like it's just so like, it's so fun. Yes. It's mm -hmm. so, re and it's so like, nobody's really paying attention and you can just go 
batshit crazy. Oh yeah. Do whatever you want. And they want you to have fun in Zumba. Yeah. I used to do it with my mom. <laughs> it's like, it's like we would do that. Yeah. She even had it's... arthritis, but she's like, hello, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's so lame, but I love it. <laughs> exactly. It's so fun. <laughs> so fun. Hell yeah. So fun. Zumba's fun. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to come with me. It's, yes, it's so yes, great. Yes. Yeah. They do like hip hop. They'll do yeah. like pop. Um, I like on Saturdays, I'll do the, I did a twerk out. Fun. I see this white girl twerk. Oh man. <laughs> I, I think I told Key about it. I was like, man, it is hard to twerk. Like, I can't believe this is going to be on a podcast. <laughs> it is hard to twerk, Molly Avery. I just, but it was so fun. And the instructor was great. And I never, even though it was one of the hardest dance classes I had ever taken, man, it was, it was yeah. really, you felt great when you walked out. Those, so. Yeah. Like hip hop dance classes are super fun. Yes. Oh, it's so fun. And I love that you hit too on that point where it's just like, you know, sometimes in comedy, you feel like you're like, oh, you know, the three months I have to do this. And, and then I have to be like at this person. But I have found, and I think I have just because of my theater background, I went through that stage of theater when I was in my early 20s because I was like, oh, well, my friend's going to be a dramatic role. So like I have to be <laughs> in this dramatic role. But in reality, when I started embracing these comedic roles of where I was like, oh, I'm really having fun doing this, I had to stop really giving a shit about the other people. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's what you meant, but... I, I think that's just kind of what hit me. And the same with comedy. I had to come to that point where I was like, you know, I have to just kind of focus on here's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Here's my, you know, my journey of it. It's really made me happier as a comedian. And I feel like you've done a really great job of that of being like, oh, thank you. no, really, like it's very, it's really cool to see, you know, somebody starting out in comedy pursuing it and then suddenly like starting doing mics and doing shows and now you're giving back to the community which let's put that flyer up there on youtube one more time so that we can get it out Corey, tell us about again the date of it and where we can see the uh here we go. We're popping it up where it's going to be. Right. <laughs> it's going to be at the Heavy Anchor on December 16th, the pop-up market with local vendors, uh, artists, uh, food, candles, jewelry, all kinds of good stuff. That's going to start at 7 and then a stand-up comedy show at 8 o'clock with some wonderful local comedians, Angela Smith, Matt Barnes, uh, Chris Sear and Ella Fritz hosting. It's just going to be a, a really, really fun show and a great opportunity to pick up holiday gifts. So and Corey Stewart. Hey. Hello. I'll be there too. Yes. Well, Corey, our time together has ended. I know. Oh, ba no. But I appreciate you coming. Thank you for thank having me. Thank you very me. much. Oh, of course. Yes. Um, for those of you who have tuned in, thank you again for supporting the Casually Molly podcast. Uh, you could really uh, do us a solid follow us at the Casually Molly podcast on Instagram. Uh, also, we have a TikTok now. You can see my stand-up videos and the uh, different clips from different episodes. We're starting to put those up with captions at Casually Molly on TikTok. So give me a follow. Give us a follow. Um, and then, of course, you can stream Casually Molly on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you stream podcasts, basically. I hate to say that, like, like, stream, subscribe, <laughs> but could you also do all those things? <laughs> Good. Uh, now that we have casually ended this episode, I always ask Corey, what are you going to casually do now? I'm going to casually go home and make a shit ton of ornaments for the <laughs> vendor fair on December 16th at the Heavy Anchor. 
<laughs> yes. And uh, I'm going to go make some popcorn. I'm going to casually make some popcorn at home and Ooh, uh, turn nice. on a Christmas movie. I'm watching. S- S- oh, my God. You're, you're going to laugh. <laughs> so listen, you're going to laugh because I'm watching a movie. I still haven't finished it yet, but it's called Single All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix. And it's like, oh, my gosh. For anybody, just look up Single All the Way on Netflix, and then you'll understand why I'm laughing. Because as silly as it is. I'm also really intrigued if he's going to end up with his roommate. <laughs> so don't, nobody spoil this. Hopefully by the time this gets out, I'll have watched all the, the whole comments movie. are going to just, they're all going to be. Nobody tell me if way. he ends up or if he casually ends up with the roommate or doesn't <laughs> end up with the roommate. I don't think, I don't think her goal is that they casually end up together. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Most people aren't casually trying to end up with anyone. <laughs> but they might because it's a Christmas movie. They casually end up in the garage or on They're seriously ending up together. <laughs> All I know you casually went on a blind date and oh, and I say casual. that yeah, okay. that's casual. But yeah. you know what? His okay, so oh my god, I'm sorry, Key, but this mm-hmm. is gonna make you laugh too. So basically there's this movie called Single All the Way on Netflix, as I've been talking about. <laughs> and basically this man, he was involved with the cardiologist, but the cardiologist is married. So he's like, what? oh my God, what? So then he's like, well, now I told my family I was going to bring a surprise home and I can't bring the surprise. So he's like, I'm going to bring my roommate home. So we're like, and the roommate, everybody's oh, the like, I should have been, you know, everybody's like, why aren't you with Nick? Why aren't you with the roommate? And Nick's like, oh, you know, we're friends. So now I'm like, is this going to change? And now he's on a blind date on a ski slope. And then I had to stop watching the movie. So is he going to end up with the hot trainer on the ski slope or is he gonna, <laughs> is he going to end up with Task Rabbit Nick? I don't know. So I casually have to find out when I go home. I have to find out now too, I think. <laughs> but if you decide not to watch it, I'll just text you. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's probably better. Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Jimmy's like, I can't believe you're watching a movie called Single All the Way. I'm like, I just watch Christmas movies. I watch them on Hallmark too. I, I love it. Hello, look at my shirt, guys. Okay, don't <laughs> worry are- about it uber festive oh i appreciate it so festive but you know what's really uber festive if you show up at the heavy anchor on december 16th for some art and some comedy oh you know we said we were going to show it one more time but let's just do it again we'll just do it again (laughs) all right everybody i love you Corey. you're the best i love you love it cutie bye everybody